Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Get a hold of us online over there at JiggyJaguar.com. That is J-I-G-G-Y-G-G-U-A-R.com. Of course, AMFM247.com. Twitching on the Twitch. Yeah, twitching on the Twitch, as they say. And I don't know what that even means. I believe we've got Bob with us. Bob, can you hear us? It's James Lowe, Jiggy Jaguar, calling you for your radio interview. How are you? I'm doing well, James. Thanks for calling. So you have got an incredible piece of business out there. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about your latest project. Well, my latest book is Divided We Stand, and it, of course, attacks and identifies the cultural revolution that's ongoing in the United States. And really the key tool in that cultural revolution is division. And we see division taking place across the United States in terms of what they're doing in our schools, what they're doing against parents, what they're doing targeting people of faith, certainly targeting you know communities that would like to be safe but they're promoting di- division by endorsing basically crime uh, they're doing terrible things to our armed forces you know one thing or another they're dividing us politically certainly they're going after mr trump for all sorts of things and at the same time they're ignoring mr biden so you know when you look at it historically uh, cultural revolutions are intended to redefine entire societies And they typically go after the daily lives of the common person. And that's precisely what they've been doing in the United States. We looked back in the 18th century. We saw what happened in the French Revolution. We saw what happened in the 20th century with the Chinese Cultural Revolution. And when you kind of consider that, they only ended when, in fact, you know, the people doing the revolution turned on themselves. They became cannibalistic. And so uh, division is something we've seen throughout history, but it certainly ratchets itself up during cultural revolutions. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So how can we get the latest book, my friend? Well, it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, just about anything. You know, books are sold, and I encourage people if they really want to have insight into this terrible tool of division, which has uh, racked the you know the history of mankind, but especially during these sensitive times that I call cultural revolutions, then you understand firsthand what is going on. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So talk to us a little bit about the latest book and uh, why people should go pick it up, my friend. Well, you know, eight out of, or nine out of ten Americans agree that today we're divided as we've never been divided before. And that's according to Wall Street Journal polling. And, you know, when you consider, you know, that, then you want to understand where did this division come from who are the people behind it well arguably there are you know so-called elites that are empowered uh, through a variety of mechanisms i'd call them evil mechanisms uh, that are using uh, their worldview that says i want to garner control for myself using this tool of division and by garnering control they're going after the very institutions that are critical to us, certainly the, the family. They're using the media. They're using the education establishment. Uh, they're using government, big government, the deep state, uh, as you've often heard. And so, you know, it's important that you appreciate that this is a, a, an evil intent. We've seen it historically before with the, the, the certainly the Nazi regime. We've seen it, as I indicated earlier, with China, with the French Revolution. And you know, it goes all the way back through history. You know, it takes place, obviously, in small groups, in large groups, but also in nation-states, and it's especially dangerous when we come to nation-states like we have today. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. So what are you hoping that uh, folks take away from your writing of this great book? Well, I outlined some strategies at the end of it that are absolutely critical for people to appreciate. Now, historically, you know, we've had, you know, 
presidents like Madison that outlined how to you know overcome division. You know, in fact, you know, he talks about uh, you know how we train people to make rational arguments and not and get all you know insane about what they're demanding. You know, it talks about working with your enemies. Even Abraham Lincoln, you know, interestingly, you know, famously said, like I quote in the front of front cover of Divided We Stand, a house divided against itself won't stand. And what they said basically uh, in the speech that he made in 1858 when he was you know, accepting the nomination for uh, the, the uh, Senate uh, in Illinois, he, he said compromise sustains not resolves polarization or division. And so he said we, we can't compromise our way out of this current state of division. Now, that was in 1858, right before the Civil War. And, you know, essentially he was communicating that we, we cannot remain half slave, half free. In other words, what we must figure out is how we can go forward without dividing the country as ultimately it was. And, of course, everyone knows the outcome. Uh, now, I present you know, a, an entire chapter on a variety of strategies. And one of those strategies, of course, is that uh, you know, something we've seen in this country many years ago during World War II, leading up to World War II and after the attack on December the 7th, 41, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, we got a sense of ourselves as a nation. We set aside our differences and came together and focused on tackling the, the terrible situation we inherited after that attack. And that's you know, one of the strategies I go into some detail. You know, there, there are others, uh, certainly, you know, the, the pluralism that our founding fathers had in mind when they wrote our Constitution. You know, I'm afraid that, you know, today the two political parties, the Democrat and the Republican parties, you know, the, they've got all the power in the country in their hands. You know, often, as we've seen elsewhere, that is not in the best interest of a country that is supposed to be ruled by the consent of the people. And unfortunately, I think that we need to figure out if we need a third party or more parties in order to, you know, kind of mitigate you know, all that power concentrated in the hands of just a few. Now, you may agree or disagree with one party or other, but I think we need to have a plurality. We've seen this elsewhere in other countries where, you know, the multiple parties actually, you know, was to the benefit of the consenting public. And of course, uh, there are all alternative ref, you know, options like referendums. You've seen that in some of the states in the United States, and to some success, maybe not so much in others. Other countries have gone through that as well. So there are a host of strategies that you can embrace to overcome division, you know, from the family all the way up to the nation state that I outline. Now, of course, I have a special chapter calling uh, Christians to accountability to understand the principles in God's word and how to apply them in their own lives to overcome division. And, and there's plenty of scripture in that regard. We have God, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program and uh, this is an incredible book, Divided We Stand, which is the latest from our guest today. So, Robert, uh, what are some of your goals for this book? Well, I'm hoping that people recognize that, uh, one, you know, as I, I say at the very beginning, we need to see the role that division as a mechanism in the hands of the powerful has been incredibly destructive. Now, it can be very helpful. Uh, you know, certainly if you look at the Bible, you see the division became uh, unhelpful in the Garden of Eden, and then, of course, it became helpful, interestingly, uh, when you divided the people at the Tower of Babel in Chapter 11 of Genesis. Uh, arguably, of course, we were spread all over the world, and at that point, we were seeking to do something different than when everybody was collected there in, in the Middle East and was trying to make themselves reach to God, which is, of course, what the Scripture says in their chapter 11 of Genesis. But I, I think by understanding the revolutionary intent here uh, that's 
permeating even the political parties to a large degree, especially the Democratic Party, that they're using this power and the, the, those that have aligned elitely with them uh, and globalists, uh, whether the Klaus Schwab's of the uh, World Economic Forum or others, that they are manipulating so much. And what we see in the culture uh, is indicative of that. You know, we've, we've seen the manipulation of voting. We've seen the manipulation of uh, social media, i.e. Twitter and the, the Musk, you know, revelations that we saw after he purchased that company. We've seen, you know, Title IX is out the window. You know, biological boys are competing against women, and, and women are not being able to be competitive against a much stronger uh, yeah, male. And then, of course, yes. corporate America is going off the deep end as well. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. He is the author of Divided We Stand. And this book is available on Amazon. It is an incredible read. So what are you hoping that this book accomplishes? Are you hoping that maybe you can get a, a, a you know, a second book or, or something like this out of it? No, uh, you know, I've written a number of books before this, uh, one on uh, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, which identified, I, I think, the, the root of a lot of uh, the division in the culture. So I've talked about how the, the, especially the communist Chinese have infiltrated our media establishment and our political class and have taken them captive to manipulate them. I wrote a book called Kings of the East, which talks about uh, the rising power of the communist Chinese and what they have in mind for not only taking over uh, their own uh, region, but on the entire world, which is, of course, what President Xi, the, the current president of the People's Republic of China, the communist leader there, has publicly stated many times over and using unrestricted warfare as his mechanism he's using all the levers of state uh, to not only undermine uh, our own freedoms in this country uh, through the manipulation of economic issues cyber and the like but he's doing much the same using the belt and road initiative at 140 nations around the world so uh, you can look at what's gone on in Africa, uh, South America, and even a number of European countries, much less their good friend uh, there in Vladimir Putin in Moscow. So across the world, the Chinese are really emerging as a, a significant powerhouse. And, of course, they're totalitarian. They're, they are very anti-religion. They're very pro-big government. And if you're not one of the elite, the 90 million communists in China, then uh, you're probably not going to have much of a, a quality of life. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Divided we stand. So, uh, Bob, how do we get a hold of you online? Do you have social media or websites or anything we can send people to? Well, I do appear on Fox News, and I have articles on Fox News as well. Uh, Facebook. That's awesome. uh, you know, Defender Publishing also has a number of my uh, publications. That's fantastic. So what is next for you as an author, my friend? Yeah, you came in broken. Can you say that again? Not, not, not a problem, not a problem. Uh, what is next for you as an author? Well, <laughs> I, I don't talk about what I'm working on next until it's ready to come out. So, you know, this is, this is brand new, and... Um, I've had 10 published books, so you know, we'll have to wait and see. It will be a, an exciting adventure, I'm sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you making time for us today. Before we let you go, uh, the book is on Amazon. Uh, any, any, anything else you can, uh, you can tell us about the book, my friend, before I let you go for today? Well, you know, it's you know, 17 chapters or five sections, uh, it deals with uh, really the, the key issues, I think, that are facing America today. And we're going to have to make a decision as a country, as individuals, as to where we want our nation to go. Um, do we want to recapture the essence of what our founders you know, gave us with the Constitution, uh, or do we want to allow the, the leftists to continue to ride roughshod over 
our civil liberties and make this country into something uh, our founders never intended for it to be. You know, this does not have to end, you know, like uh, the Chinese Cultural Revolution or the French Cultural Revolution. The American Cultural Revolution ought to be a reversal of the terrible trends that we've seen of late and recapturing the essence of, you know, who men and women are, you know, the promotion of the right to vote, uh, you know, putting corporate America back in line with, you know, focused on profit and not on pushing a political agenda. You know, these are the types of things that are important. I deal with these in, in great substance in the book, and I, I certainly I deal with the the biblical, the, the Christian perspective, and how to apply the principles that are outlined in God's Word that make us the, the type of nation we've been in the past and I hope will be in the future. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you making some time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a blessed day, my friend. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes. That is our guest. And, uh, we will take a time out. And when we come back, we will have more coming up. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Talk, a Nigerian musical. It's the Battle of the Sexes, directed by Dr. Leslie Patrick. Coming to the Snellville, Georgia, South Gwinnett Performing Arts Center, September 1st. Costume Gala and Musical African Pride at 4 p.m. September 2nd and September 3rd is the musical Man Talk, Woman Talk. Tickets are so affordable. They start at $50. It is absolutely amazing. Check it out. September 2nd, the musical is at 7 p.m. September 3rd, 2 p.m. Check it out today. It's Man Talk, Woman Talk. For more information, 631-375-1417. Purchase tickets online. CrabiteUSA.com. That's C-R-A-B-I-T-E-S-U-S-A.com. CrabiteUSA.com. Tickets start at $50. It is absolute. September 2nd, September 3rd. Get your tickets now. Do it today. CrabiteUSA.com. Are you ready to unlock your child's creativity and imagination? Introducing B-Block's Building Blocks STEM Toy that offers endless possibilities for building and fun. Available online at Amazon.com slash B-Blocks. That's B-E-B-L-O-X. With B-Block's Building Blocks STEM Toy, the building adventures are limitless. They're available in two sets, 250 pieces and 500 pieces. The more pieces you have, the more you can create. These vibrant and sturdy building tiles come in eight different colors. Colors, allowing your child to explore colors, shapes, and designs in an exciting and fun way. It's a tool for learning development by stimulating creativity. These STEM projects enhance fine motor skills, hand-eye coordination, and even introduce basic geometry as well as architectural concepts. Whether it's a birthday or any occasion, B-Block's Building Block STEM Toy makes a smart gift idea for both boys and girls age 4 to 12. Don't miss out on this incredible STEM toy that sparks imagination and learning. Go right now to Amazon.com slash B-Blocks. That's B-E-B-L-O-X. Amazon.com slash B-Blocks. The world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio show is kicking ass and taking names. Each and every weekend, join us live at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on JiggyJaguar.com. Or join us live on this station each week for the best of the best in adult film, art, music, and the best smack talk in the biz. Our ratings speak for themselves. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on JiggyJaguar.com. 
When you wanted the best long distance rates, you dialed 10123 in the number. Then it changed to 10-12-1-2-3. Now you can still get the lowest long distance rates. Just dial 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-1-2-3 and pay a low 6 cents a minute as easy as 1-2-3. Dial 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-1-2-3 between 8-30 and 10-52, four days a week for your savings prize. You'll feel like you've won one two on 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-1-2-3. 10 to 1, your 6th cent says 6 cents for 2 minutes will have you at 6s and 7s when you call one number 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-1-2-3-2. Got it? Long distance dialing has never been easier. To sign up for 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-1-2-3, call for your eight-digit PIN number and activation code. Our latest sponsor is with us right now. Are you interested in learning more about cryptocurrency and the benefits of investing in it? Look no further than the Crypto Quick News on YouTube. Their objective is to educate people about the world of crypto, including its potential for saving generational wealth and profits. At Crypto Quick News, they deliver one to two news segments, sometimes a little longer, about the crypto and finance market. But the best part, you don't need to sit down and watch us. The content is designed to be listened to while you carry on with your daily tasks. Stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the crypto community, all while you go about your day. So whether you're a seasoned investor or new to the world of crypto, make sure to check out Crypto Quick News on YouTube. Our informative and engaging content will help you stay ahead of the game and make informed decisions about your investments. And we are working on an interview with the folks over there at Crypto quick news to come on the big program here so keep listening and we will give you more details when we get that scheduled okay (laughs) oh it always works that way welcome to the next edition of build grow and enjoy the bge radio network out of atlanta ga it's buildgrownenjoy.com and we are going to go to our first guest of the day pretty much our only guest of the she is going to join us live here on our big broadcast, and uh, she is amazing. I look forward to uh, chatting with uh, Taya here in just a few moments. Uh, get a hold of us online, buildgrownenjoy.com, and we have got a great guest with us today. Taya Shoemake is with us, and I probably just butchered her name, but of course it's Jiggy Jag, the ugly American, so that's what I do here. Uh, she is a homeschool advocate and founder of homeschoolreadyornot.com, which is a comprehensive online guide that helps shepherd parents through the new and unfamiliar adventures of homeschooling. And we have the fantastic, fantastic Ms. Shoemake with us today. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Thank you so much for that introduction and for having me. So, talk to me a little bit about what you do. Well, several years ago, I actually procured the website, homeschoolreadyornot.com, because I saw a regular amount of inquiries each year about the homeschool lifestyle, usually right before school started in August. And so, I decided, hey, let's, let's try to have a resource to get to people before August <laughs> you know, while they have some time to think it over and, and just uh, kind of vet the different areas that they need to in order to get started. And for whatever reason, that didn't happen right away. And then COVID hit. And then the amount of inquiry spiked, if you'll pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, let's dust off the old website and, and give this a go and hopefully have an expanded reach to people, not just in my state, but other states who are thinking about or on the right on the fence, just deciding to uh, whether or not to pull that trigger. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. Taya Shoemake is with us. She is a homeschool advocate and founder of homeschoolreadyornot.com. And she joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, talking a little bit about this uh, incredible project. Uh, One of the things that I just absolutely love about what you're doing is that uh, you decided to put this together and get this going, and you don't just think uh, locally. Uh, You want this thing to be a a huge deal. Uh, Talk to us about some of the goals for this whole thing. Wow. Well, the, the vision is really, regardless of where your child ends up, we want parents to take ownership of and responsibility for the education and well-being of their children. 
And I think you're seeing that. You see parents starting to go back to school board meetings. You're starting to see them engage after the distance learning of COVID, where I think many parents, at least in, with the feedback I received, felt betrayed. And they didn't realize what was going on in school. They weren't being told. And when they tried to re-engage in the system, you know, the school board gave them options to being silenced, to being removed, to being arrested. And that just doubled down on that betrayal. And I think the, the drive behind this is you're the parent, you're in charge. No one loves or uh, it has your child's best interest in mind like you do. And that's really behind this website. And we hopefully will have resources for parents who for whatever reason cannot pull the trigger right now, um, but can maybe ameliorate some issues with their children at the kitchen table or um, you know, suggestions on how to do that if your child remains in a traditional environment. We have got a great guest with us today. So what, what has been the feedback that you've gotten on this project so far? Well, we just recently launched, um, but the, the more we get the word out, the more people are subscribing to the website. And it's really video-based. I mean, we have three main videos on the homepage, and we have funneled down the process to get started with homeschooling into three key areas. Get legal, get curricula, and get community. Not necessarily in that order. I just like the way that rolled off the tongue. <laughs> Getting community is first and foremost in the homeschool uh, world. And nothing can replace in-person community. I think we found that out during COVID as well. But uh, certainly we'll stand in the gap online if, you know, with videos and answering questions. We have a lot of myth-busting opportunities that we put up on the website about homeschoolers. And just to ease that decision that parents have, it's, it's a process that is simple. The lifestyle is not always easy. And I certainly recognize that as someone who has homeschooled. Um, but at the same time, like most things that are worth it, um, while it may be challenging on a good day, there is nothing more rewarding at the end of that day. That is awesome. So you also have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay, so that's the, the, the edgier side of me <laughs> on a political podcast. Everything's political. And we have a substack that goes along with it. And in March of 2020, uh, when, when Fauci came out with his, he, he went from nothing to see here to basically we're all going to die gasping for air waiting on a hospital bed. Now, we did both traditional and material logic in our home school, so it was fresh in my mind, and I knew that missing link was with Darwin, and he did not give any uh, evidence, any supporting evidence for that, uh, for that position, and I just knew it was something that uh, I was going to have to speak out. Now, I've been involved in local, state, and national politics on the grassroots level for over two decades. So, uh, you know, I've been bit, I've been canceled, I've been, you know, whatever, by people who were ostensibly on my side. And the Uniparty was cl quite clear to me several years ago. Um, so I figured it in the fall of 2020 is when we launched with the website. And I launched with a, a series called The American Benghazi. And I was shut down in two days. Now, at the time, I was a, you know, stay-at-home school mom, you know, little to no reach. And uh, I, I do have, because of my political involvement, I do have people with three-letter agency connections, um, two of whom called me after the website was shut down and said, yeah, that was probably my fault because <laughs> I put, I sent it up east and I don't know what that means. Um, and uh, I knew they wouldn't like it, but I thought they needed to read it. So it, it was really the, the podcast and the website, which we're now on Substack, was really a result of, I was not fearful. I'm not a fearful person. And I was trying to figure out the angst that I felt because all of the traditional institutions on which we typically rely are in peril or completely corrupt. And I just feel like we're spiraling out of control and I remembered a, a C.S. Lewis quote. He said, no one told me that grief felt so much like fear. And I thought, that's it. It's not fear that I'm feeling. I am grieving for my 
for my country because it's just slipping away. And, you know, I'm not one of those people who just complains about something. I, I've got to do something. How efficacious it ends up being is, is not within my control. So we launched that and uh, we, we ultimately got to homeschoolreadyornot.com. And, you know, we're just trying to put all hands on deck. Well, I hate to do this on the air, but I just had an, a fantastic idea. Um, since you do have the political podcast, some Tuesday, I would like to have you come on uh, about 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern with Dan Perkins and IQ Rizzoli to discuss. We, we, do a, we do a panel discussion each and every Tuesday, and we usually have, uh, you know, as I always like to say, uh, a guest. I would love to have you come on uh, some Tuesday if you're uh, if you're available. So absolutely happy to do it. Uh, talk to us about what are your goals for this uh, homeschool project. Well, we hope to help people that are on the fence. Right, that's really where we're concentrating the point of entry. And there are so many myths and misconceptions about the lifestyle of homeschooling. I think that's that's uh, easing up a bit as more and more people consider it. And as the demographic has gotten larger, because ultimately you run into someone who knows someone who homeschools, right? And so the the demographic has nowhere to go but up and out, right, as far as growth. And we just want to help as many people that are to homeschool get the get the process started, guide them, be an aggregate of information for them, shepherd them, whether it's it's counseling, whether it's consulting or coaching, um, and point them in the right direction. Well, I'll tell you what one of one of the things that uh <laughs> you know, I was always kinda, you know, real iffy on on the whole homeschool thing because uh just various things i'd heard and 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 all these things but i'll tell you i for the last two years have uh lifted weights with an old boxing coach each and every uh probably about three times a week and he is a boxing coach at a homeschool an organized homeschool here in hutchinson kansas it's through like a local church and apparently these people are all over the freaking state (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I compare those children that work out with Ken each and every morning, and then I've been around, like I've uh, he's invited me to like do a thing every every year at the end of the school year where they have them do, you know, like they'll have all the boxing students do like a, a boxing show, or they'll have all the, the stage, the, the people that are doing theater, they'll do a play, and, and then all these things. They have all the parents come and watch it, and it's a it's a cool little deal. The thing about it is that the exact same age of the homeschoolers in the morning are the exact same age of my, I guess you would refer to her as, a, I, I guess she would be a daughter-in-law or something at this point. But uh, my, my, my girlfriend's uh, daughter is the exact same age, and she is in public school, and she is out of her mind. And I get so tired of people telling me, oh, it's just their age. Nope. <laughs> the homeschoolers that I hang out with in the morning at the YMCA, they're, they're nice. They're, they've got manners. Um, they know things that Crystal will never know. Um, and also, one of the things that really kind of angers me about the local school system it's not really the local school system it's basically hutchinson kansas um but um crystal got to be the age of 12 i think it was she still didn't know how to read now compare that to the homeschoolers who one of the homeschoolers graduated from high school early went back to the homeschool and she knew sign language, and she taught all the homeschool kids sign language. Like, one can't read at the age of 13. <laughs> the other is 18 and going back and teaching all the homeschoolers how to do sign language. So if that's not enough of a sell for homeschool, I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are so many lessons in that, in that story there. I don't know where to start. The first one I would... <laughs> 
comment on is, you know, socialization is just a huge myth and it's just not an issue um, in the community, especially not anymore. Yes. Um, I think it, I think it stems from the time when not every state was legally, you could legally homeschool within that state. And I'm sure parents said to their children, hey, don't be too chatty outside school hours, lest we get a visit from the truancy officer. Yeah. So that could have had something to do with it. Um, but at the end of the day, someone is going to be socializing your child. It's just a matter of who, for how long, what, and how. So well, I think that, yeah. yeah, I mean, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, socialization was actually what flipped the switch for my husband. Um, I was ready to homeschool when our children were born. He was not. And it was an issue of social, as a consequence, our oldest went to traditional school. And um, the teacher, and we love the teacher. That's a myth, by the way, that somehow we don't appreciate teachers. We What we've done to teachers in this country is horrible. Oh, yeah. And I think most homeschool yeah. moms will agree with that. And this teacher told us at the parent-teacher conference that in this class of 16 students, and our, our daughter was a, a young, she was has that fall birthday, so she was six. Yeah. <laughs> they were putting her in, uh, there were 16 students, the desks were four by four. They would put her at the group of desks with the children who misbehaved, hoping she'd rub off on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was in a. I, you bring up an excellent, excellent deal there. When I was in kindergarten, I had a speech problem. Which, if you talk to most of the people in the radio industry, I never grew out of that. But uh, the, thing, the thing is, is that I had a really good speech teacher, and she got it all turned around. And then I was in speech class until I was in the fourth grade. And part of the reason was because she was hoping <laughs> that at some stage of the game, I would rub off on all the other people that were in the speech class, which it, it was never going to happen. <laughs> it just was yeah. never going to happen. So I completely understand with what you're saying there, my friend. Yeah. And I mean, and that goes to how they're socializing, what the, the message is. And my initial reaction internally, because I wasn't sure how it would come out. So I kept my mouth shut initially, um, was this precious firstborn box checker is probably wondering what she did wrong to be put at this table. And do the teachers think that she belongs there? And why is that? I mean, it was, it was a difficult, uh, situation to keep my mouth shut. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, that's not why she was there. And it may sound flattering, but not at six. And before we, <laughs> before the car started in the parking lot, my husband looked at me and said, do you think you'd be ready to homeschool in the fall? I'm like, yep, absolutely. Well, you are amazing. Uh, I am going to be emailing you because uh, there's there's so many things to, to talk to you about. Uh, you are you are fantastic. Before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you on social media, the websites, everything? Well, we are at Magistra One, Magistra, M-A-G-I-S-T-R-A-O-N-E. That's Magistra is Latin for teacher um, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you can look for Homeschool Ready or Not, you'll find it. And the website, of course, homeschoolreadyornot.com. And there is an uh, email address where you can email me, info at homeschoolreadyornot.com. If it's not me, it'll be somebody else. And what we want to do is be interactive and responsive. So if you have a, a question about, you know, homeschool myths or um, the homeschool lifestyle, please send it in. We'll do a quick two to three minute video to respond and put it out on social media. We'll send it back to you via email. And because if, if you have that question, chances are many other people have that question. Yep, yep. And that's what the plan is. We want to get all the information out, good, bad, and the ugly, and help parents make the best decision for their children. Well, you are amazing. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Appreciate it. There she goes. And we are going to see you next time.
Talk, a Nigerian musical. It's the Battle of the Sexes, directed by Dr. Leslie Patrick. Coming to the Snellville, Georgia, South Gwinnett Performing Arts Center, September 1st. Costume Gala and Musical African Pride at 4 p.m. September 2nd and September 3rd is the musical Man Talk, Woman Talk. Tickets are so affordable. They start at $50. It is absolutely amazing. Check it out. September 2nd, the musical is at 7 p.m. September 3rd, 2 p.m. Check it out today. It's Man Talk, Woman Talk. For more information, 631-375-1417. Purchase tickets online. CrabiteUSA.com. That's C-R-A-B-I-T-E-S-U-S-A.com. CrabiteUSA.com. Tickets start at $50. It is absolute. September 2nd, September 3rd. Get your tickets now. Do it today. CrabiteUSA.com. Are you ready to unlock your child's creativity and imagination? Introducing B-Block's Building Blocks STEM Toy that offers endless possibilities for building and fun. Available online at Amazon.com slash B-Blocks. That's B-E-B-L-O-X. With B-Block's Building Blocks STEM Toy, the building adventures are limitless. They're available in two sets, 250 pieces and 500 pieces. The more pieces you have, the more you can create. These vibrant and sturdy building tiles come in eight different colors. Colors, allowing your child to explore colors, shapes, and designs in an exciting and fun way. It's a tool for learning development by stimulating creativity. These STEM projects enhance fine motor skills, hand-eye coordination, and even introduce basic geometry as well as architectural concepts. Whether it's a birthday or any occasion, B-Block's Building Block STEM Toy makes a smart gift idea for both boys and girls age 4 to 12. Don't miss out on this incredible STEM toy that sparks imagination and learning. Go right now to Amazon.com slash B-Blocks. That's B-E-B-L-O-X. Amazon.com slash B-Blocks. The world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio show is kicking ass and taking names. Each and every weekend, join us live at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on JiggyJaguar.com. Or join us live on this station each week for the best of the best in adult film, art, music, and the best smack talk in the biz. Our ratings speak for themselves. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on JiggyJaguar.com. When you wanted the best long distance rates, you dialed 10123 in the number. Then it changed to 10-12-123. Now you can still get the lowest long distance rates. Just dial 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-123 and pay a low 6 cents a minute as easy as 1-2-3. Dial 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-123 between 8-30 and 10-52, four days a week for your savings prize. You'll feel like you've won one two on 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-123. 10 to 1, your sixth cent says six cents for two minutes. We'll have you at sixes and sevens when you call one. Okay, we're going to go to Roger Homefield here in just a few moments. Fantastic Roger Homefield. He will join us here in just a few seconds. The uh, the, the, the the man about town who is uh, kicking ass and taking names and doing all that stuff. And uh, I, I don't know, just the legend himself, the fantastic Roger Homefield. And uh, Roger, one of the things that I found so interesting uh, yesterday was some random internet guy uh, gets online and threatens to kill the president. And they're at that guy's doorstep within less than a day, less than six hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is the one thing I will have to say, you know. Out of all the problems that the that I have with <laughs> with the corporate Democrats and the corporate Republicans and all the shenanigans, I will have to say that if idiots start talking about killing the president, mm-hmm. they take care of the problem. <laughs> and I remember there were a few times when Trump was in office and there were a few people that were like, ah, I'm going to get Trump. And they were at their house having a conversation with him. So... <laughs> <laughs> regardless of, of, of how you may feel, uh, you don't say I'm going to do anything bad to the president. <laughs> Absolutely. You just don't. <laughs> but no, besides excited, all that. People uh, get excited in a conversation, and then they start blurting things out like that. 
And even though it's a private conversation, if you're in a public area or something, like, hey, folks, you can't do that. <laughs> they'll be at your door. Yeah, they'll be at your door, man. And, and rightfully so, actually. Yes. Like that, I, there's a lot of people that are going to be saying things like that that don't really mean it. But it doesn't yeah. matter if you mean it or not. Watch yourselves. Yes. Uh, but I'm, I'm, frankly, I'm a lot more concerned about Trump's safety, but that's another issue. Well, that, that too. I know that there is... Um... I believe it was the Ecuadorian president or something or someone who was assassinated at a political rally a few days ago. And I'm like, don't give anybody ideas. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, no, Jiggy feels like I was just on your show yesterday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, it really, really does. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I, I don't want to go to the grave that much sooner. <laughs> if, if a week is going to feel like a day, you know, I don't have that much time left. Yes. <laughs> We 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 don't want to get Roger Homefield assassinated. That's uh, <laughs> it's just. A... Have you noticed you're getting a kinder, gentler Roger Homefield today? You know, I I I, I don't know how to act. <laughs> no, I told my friends I say, hey, Jiggy's got it on. Take a look, and here I am screaming, and they they probably figure I do that all the time. We lost. <laughs> I figure I do that all the time. Game last week. We lost a heartbreaker game in the playoffs last week. And so I was not in a good mood. Now, you may say, Homefield, what the hell? What are you talking about? Here you are, on one hand, you're trying to save the world. And now you're trying to say, well, I was screaming because we lost a softball game. This doesn't make any sense. It, but it does, though. Because of the world and what's happening to America, I am depressed all the time. <laughs> what gets me undepressed is time I spend with Jiggy. And on the softball field, if we succeed... That's the problem. But you go on play softball, and then the if problem. you lose, then it's like boom, right back to that darkness, you know. Um, so we really are trying to save the world. I guess people would mock that and think we're stupid for even verbalizing it. But what the hell? I mean, well, what's the other? What's the other choice? To watch it go down the tubes? What are you going to tell your grandchildren? What did I do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't do anything because there's nothing I could do anyway. There's nothing one person could do, really. I thought one person did this. I thought one person did that. I thought one person invented all these different things. One person can do it. And uh, we're going to have to uh, hope that people rally around. And soon, because as Wayne Allen Root said, the window's closing and it's uh, not much, whole not a lot, not a whole lot of space left. There is that. There is that. So, uh, so Roger, what do you have for us today, my friend? Well, we could go in a number of ways, but uh, uh, I just want to bring up a, a few of the things. Let's say here. Let me get my glasses back on here. I don't really need them. It's just it's just for the persona. Um, <laughs> Trump was correct about a lot of things that he never gets credit for. Okay. Yes. A lot of things. And now this is just a, a rough list. We could come up with so many more. But he was right about China. Remember in the beginning when Trump came up and he's going, China, 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 and everybody thought yes. it was like, he was, he, could he have been more correct about China? Remember he said there'd be a super V recovery after the market took a dive after COVID? And he said, don't worry, folks, we're going to have a super... I never even heard of a Super V week. I never even heard of a Super V, and I was a commodities broker one time in my life for a spitting time. He said, we're going to have a Super V recovery. You know that not one person backed him up on that? Not one person, not Art Laffer, nobody said, yeah, Trump's right. Trump puts himself out there by himself. He sticks himself out there. Look, I know he's got flaws. I spoke to somebody very, very close to me uh, just, I think it was last night. Um, that was very upset because Trump referred to Christie as a fat something or other. I, I didn't I didn't watch that. I didn't see that. And I was empathetic to this person that was somewhat zoptic. And I said, yes, but he just doesn't have a filter. It doesn't mean he doesn't like heavy people or this or that. But it makes it tough for the people, especially the people that are trying to convince other people to get out there and vote for Trump, because they don't seem to know about the important policies and matters that are going on in the world, but it's very easy for them to relate to if they've been called a name or not. So it's just another speed bump. Anyway, let's get back to it. Trump was correct about so many things. China, the Super V recovery, uh, the warp speed vaccine. Now, we can talk about the vaccine up and down uh, all day long, but the bottom line is that he got these people to cut through red tape 
and do it and do it in in a faster fashion. Now, I, I'm not going to sit back and say, well, it's because he got to do it faster that the vaccine is not as good as it should have been, because he's not a chemist. Okay, he was just trying to get the forces at bay to get off their duffs and not take the usual time. Uh, well, he was right about taxes, of course. <laughs> we see what's going on now. Uh, he was right about regulations. We're being stymied. He was right about jobs. He was right about jobs. He was right about the economy. He was right about unemployment. And I remember remember a couple of years ago during COVID, um, the Democrats wanted to spend every dime in the piggy bank. And everybody yep. said, no, you, you don't want to give people more money to stay home and not work than it would be if they go work. But they didn't care that because that's what they wanted to do. They want to have nice socialist people to rule over. That's exactly what they want. Should be evident to everybody. Uh, he was right about the narrowing of the income inequality. Do people understand that the income inequality, meaning the money that the high makes, the money that the, the money that the high and the lows have, was shrinking under Trump? Not now. Now it's been going in the other direction. Uh, he predicted a great third quarter GDP back at that time, which which happened. The Dow went up to thirty thousand from eighteen thousand up to thirty thousand. Uh, he said that the that the vaccine would come out just after the election, and uh, that's what happened. He was right about using uh, DPS for ventilators and for the other gear. Uh, the DPS. I can't remember what the heck DPS stands for, but it was an act where under a serious nature of things that they can make certain implementations. And they did regarding uh, companies making um, the ventilators and such. Well, he was certainly right about the wall. Wasn't he? I mean, can anybody say that he wasn't right about the wall? Then again, today, anything goes jiggy. Anybody can say anything at all. It doesn't really matter if it makes any sense or not. <laughs> and that's the age of insanity we're in, uh, this Alice in Wonderland uh, uh, craziness. The wall saved thousands of people from the virus. How about the China travel ban? He was, he was always a bigot. That saved countless thousands. How about the VA hospitals and the veterans, where they were being treated awfully? terribly. And he turned that around. Now, not so much. This administration really has done a great job of stink bombing everything good that Trump did. Look, I don't care if you love Trump or hate Trump. Just look at the facts, look at the policies, and look what the heck is happening to this country. This is not a, it should not be a popularity personality contest. That's ridiculous. You know what I'd like to see, Jiggy, in future elections? I don't even want to see who the candidates are. We should not even know if they're a woman, a man, a black or white, a straight, a gay. I don't want to hear their voice. I don't want to know anything. I just want to see in black and white this person's policies and answers to questions, this person's policies and this person's. I just want to see their policies and their answers. I don't give a damn. This is not a high school election for Christ's sake. Excuse me. <laughs> ah, brother. Okay. Uh, he crushed ISIS as promised. Uh, when he went into the Muslim countries, when he went to Saudi Arabia, nobody saw this amazing speech. It was riveting. And of course, that's why TV never showed it again, because it was so spectacular. And he pointed to the sheiks and uh, the kings and the princes and all this. And he said, you drive out the terrorists. He pointed at them and looked at them in the eye and said, you want to be part of this 21st century with us? drive out the terrorists. Well, he was certainly right about that. Uh, he was right about a Mideast peace deal. Everybody said it couldn't happen. And he did it. And of course, they've destroyed it on purpose now. And it would have, oh, it wasn't important. It just would have protected the world against Iran having a nuclear bomb, which always reminds us they're going to use it once they get it. Uh, how many times have they threatened to, you know, turn Israel or us for that matter into, into a, a smoking cinder. Uh, and yet he did what everybody said was impossible. He had, Saudi, the Abraham Accords, uh, it was uh, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia was going to come on. The Arab countries were seeing the light of what it would be like to be allies with Israel and the United States against Iran. 
because Iran is trying to get the nuclear bomb and these countries rightfully are scared. You know what's going to happen now? No, they're all going to want the bomb. Oh, Iran's got it. Well, then Saudi Arabia needs one. I guess I guess they all need one now, right? And he just he destroyed these Abraham Accords simply because Trump did it. How can you work for a country and not to and just have total disregard what's good for the country and just have it depend on, oh, well, my predecessor did this and I don't like him. It's just so juvenile and adolescent. It's 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 really kind of unspeakable. He was right about moving the embassy to Jerusalem and he did it. Uh, remember the caravans coming over? Well, I guess they never really stopped. He was right about stopping the caravans way back when. And, and of course, we didn't. He was right about the immigration loopholes. I mentioned the wall again. Okay. Uh, it was right about restricting immigration from jihadist countries. Well, duh. <laughs> Gee, I guess that makes common sense, doesn't it? Wouldn't that make common sense? But Trump did it. <sighs> Incredible. Uh, he was correct, certainly, about the military rebuilding, which he did a great job of. And then the morons left the Bagram, uh, the Bagram uh, Air Force Base there. That was the most modern base that we have in the world. And it was also within, I think, my understanding is pretty damn close to China's uh, military operation. And we just left that behind along with the 84 billion in uh, military equipment. So he rebuilt the military and uh, Democrats came in again and destroyed it. And, uh, you know, people will say, you know, look, Roger, you're not going to win over uh, the Democrats by speaking like this. But I'm not trying anymore. I've given up. All that matters is that we that really want to save the country, remain vigilant, enthusiastic, and get everybody, uh, get all our friends and family um, to get the heck out and vote. Because I'm certainly, I'm not going to waste my time and energy and my physical health and my sanity on talking to people that their own answer to me, I want you watch Fox. These people are out of their minds. We no longer have a loyal opposition. We have a rabid mob that's been brainwashed. And Jiggy laughs, we kid around every time I say this, uh, the body snatchers, but that's exactly what this is like. Because it doesn't matter who you speak to. It doesn't matter uh, which Democrat you speak to. It doesn't matter what they do for a living. It, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how similar they are or aren't. They all speak like the Borg. Remember Star Trek, the Borg? <laughs> there was one, one collective mind, but they were all tuned into that. You know, they were semi-bionic and this and that. That's what they like. They're lockstep. They are joined at the hip. They're like the Borg and uh, just as bad as the Borg. Anyway, he was right about military rebuilding. He was right about NASA now uh, being rebuilt. Now, this is something I still have to pinch myself sometimes because when I had the radio show way back when, Jiggy, I used to actually have to pinch myself and say, am I really going to say this on the show? Is this actually true? <laughs> Did I cross references enough on, on the different uh, side? You know, things like he took NASA. He made NASA's new job for the director of NASA to go around the world and visit Muslim countries to tell them what great contributions they made to space and science. I kid you not. Uh, let's say they did make great contributions to space and science. What the heck does that have to do with us going into space? Since when is the director of NASA some feel-good ambassador to pat somebody on the back? Because, oh, yeah, we know you're downtrodden from those evil white people. Hmm. You know, this insanity is just, uh, it's disgusting. That's exactly what he did to NASA. Folks, if you don't believe me, look it up yourselves. That was NASA's agenda. That's why we haven't done anything all these years. We're too busy kissing people's asses who should be having their asses smacked instead. <laughs> the Space Force. He was damn right about the Space Force. Couldn't be more right about that. And we need it now, perhaps more than ever. He was right about the war on Christmas. He was right about the war on Christians. He was right about the necessity of defending our flag. He was right about energy independence. He was right about the federal and Supreme Court justices. He was right about the Iran deal. The stupidest deal in the history of the world. That you're going to give these maniacal whack jobs these ayatollahs, these complete radicals, you're going to make it possible for, the for them to have a nuclear bomb. 
Well, then again, when you consider that the Democrats and Hillary Clinton and, and, and Clinton and Bill Clinton, uh, they signed a deal so that Russia could get 20 percent of, of uranium one because they got a big contribution to the Clinton Foundation. And I'm not making that up. Uranium makes nuclear bombs. So we got the people at the highest level selling this country out and nobody says a damn thing. Uh, he was right about energy independence, of course. Oh, by the way, I just got a bill from my, my power and light company. Well, what a whopper. I bet that whopper. was fun. Did you guys get your power? You can thank Uncle Joe. You can thank Uncle Joe for that. <laughs> well, Thanks, Joe. Roger, I appreciate that. I, 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 want you to, I want you to hold on. Uh, I have got, I have got to go to the, 